We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good evening and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you this morning, Todd? <laughs> You're back at it. I love the mix and match. You got it going. Uh, I'm doing well. It's a uh, great night here and uh, fired up to get together with you and uh, get coached up a little bit. Yes, I'm and, glad to be uh, back on. And yeah, I'm sporting my new uh, yeah. my new lid here. Yeah, the catalyst uh, hat. Yeah, looking I got the cool. catalyst hat. Yeah, my uh, my son is in Texas and he uh, took over a volleyball club, Catalyst Volleyball Club. Okay, and nice. I'm doing a little work with their coaches and he is fired up and getting after it. He sends me video. He has a new, uh, he took, he has a new uh, blocking tool. He took some noodles okay. and then took like one of those uh, uh, foam seats that you have like for stadium seats. Okay. And he kind of threaded that through the top of the noodle and then he, threaded the the noodles through the net and then the seat is like a, a blocking oh thing. okay that's so cool it's a poor man's uh blocking toy i like that yeah that's he's awesome. got all kinds of stuff going on and he's, he's fired up so that sounds so it's cool. cool really cool well we got a great episode all right for you're everyone. starting up with uh the skill what do you I'm have i'm up on the skill and this week we are learning how to accelerate learning through mindset training. And that sounds like a mouthful, but really all these are, are sort of things that you can teach directly to your team in order to accelerate their learning. And I think when we talk about the most important things we do, this might be one of the most important. Yes. Because this just has the, you know, the idea of just, you know, a multiplier, right? <laughs> because, right. hey, if kids become better learners, they're going to get better and it's going to last all year. It's not just a one off like, oh, I learned how to do this one thing better. No, I'm a better learner. It's going to ripple through everything you do all year. And such a great point. And I always assume they know some of these and then find out later that either they don't or just maybe it could have been strengthened. And if I just teach these directly, especially early on, like you said, they can just be really powerful. Well, the other thing that, that I keep remembering and it's, uh, well, I'm trying to remember is we've been doing this now for a couple of years. A lot of this yes. stuff is old hat for us, right? but we get a new group every year, right? They haven't heard How it. How do you not know this? Know. Oh, wait, you all, it's your first year, right? So, okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and, uh, yeah, you get new teams, different groups, they forget. You know, we forget. And so let's let's get started. All so right. What do you got? The first thing, the very first thing that you have to teach them, in my opinion, is a response to failure, a strong moral response to failure. All right. So only in my opinion, when you fail, the only response you should have is a new commitment 
to your next attempt. Okay. And all too often failure has the, all these negative connotations and we need to get those out of there right away. So recommit to your goal with each mistake, engage technique when you fail. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. Engage technique when you fail, not emotional. It's not emotional when you fail. It's something technical. A lot of times that's super helpful, but there's so many times that you fail in volleyball. If you don't have a strong failure response system, it's just going to wash you out. Yeah. It's going to burn and you I, out. I, I do think there are ways to reinforce that in a bunch of little ways in everything okay. you do. So number one is some language. Yes. And that idea of a little alliterative fail fast. Yes. We want to fail fast. I like that. Hey, good. You're making that mistake because we're going to learn faster now. Yes. It's good you made that mistake. And so how about those kids that when you have them get in line to do something, the kid tries to sneak out of the front of the line. <laughs> yep. And I'll always call that kid out yes. and go, hey, we want to fail fast. You're afraid of making a mistake right now. But the person who makes the mistake first is going to learn faster than the person who's sitting in back and not trying. I like that. So can we, you know, find opportunities to get them into that idea where we say, hey, hey, we got to fail. That's how we right. get better. Absolutely. And fail forward, meaning yep. go fail trying. Yep. Right. You know, that's also also really awesome, too. By the way, this is the reason my mom put me in sports was to learn how to fail. I kept crying when I lost a <laughs> trivial pursuit. <laughs> I'm just learning all this. But yeah, that's why I got into sports. And um, I, I, I thought I still you were just saying, I'm just learning how to not cry in <laughs> trivial pursuit. <laughs> well, I don't know if my responses to failure are great still, but they're getting better at, at this age, finally. Um, next, how to compete in a healthy manner. And, and I mean with honor. Um, we talked about this on another pod. Like, there's some cheers going on that I just think I, I don't think are like appropriate or honorable really where you're kind of making fun of the other team. Like if you're really competitive with someone, you have respect for them. And I really think it's our job as coaches to teach them how to compete with honor and to go all out. And when it goes their way, great. You shake their hand. When it doesn't go your way, great. You shake their hand and you live to play another day. Um, and I also think they need to learn what all out means. What does it mean to you as a coach to play all out, right? Um, some coaches are big on floor moves. If you don't make a floor move, you're not playing all out. Or other coaches are big on, you know, taking big swings or whatever. But whatever the definition for you is, define that for your team. And when you are really competitive, you have an appreciation for the challenge that the game brings. And in fact, you love the challenge that the game brings and you see volleyball for what it is hey the matches you remember are those against good teams yeah you know you, absolutely. it's like you know you don't remember those teams that you're smacking right exactly that aren't you know they don't have the experience level of your team you remember those that are at your level maybe a little bit better than you and yes. they they get you to be your best absolutely and yes. you're just battling back and forth those that's that's what it's all about so fun right and to do that without an emotional response towards yourself i think is one of the big things now too because I, I, more and more in my career i've seen people being so tough on themselves as opposed to being so tough on other people and so just we just need to track that what they're thinking and their self-talk is all going in the right direction yeah um, yeah, it's on, on that line. Yeah. I think I told you about that. We talked about another pod that the one thing I would remember from Courtney Thompson. So yeah, we don't allow any, my bads. 
Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Okay, Don't we're know. not making value judgment on everything you do, right. and you're not going to do it for other people. You're not going to if you make a mistake. I'm not going to go. You're bad. Right. Okay. <laughs> so we're not going to do it to ourselves either. We're right. not assigning blame. This our game is full of mistakes. Yes. We're not going to assign blame every time a mistake is Absolutely. made. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to come in and get better. Get them in the huddle and get out and get better. Right. I feel like a lot of times when they're wanting to get better, it's, it's, I'm sorry, you know, right. I, I tried, but I didn't work out, right. but no, it's not even why we're here. So I, I think that's an awesome point. Um, next we, they need to know how to apply feedback and there's a lot of science on feedback. Um, and I'm not going to go over all of it, but I will say they should apply feedback immediately. It's most powerful when they apply it immediately. So you tell them and the next time they have the opportunity to, they do it right then. The longer they wait between the feedback and when they actually do the thing, it messes it up, right? Um, exaggeration early on. I was just on. gonna say that exaggeration. Yes. Yeah. yes, can you, when they say drop your right shoulder, can you get that shoulder really down there <laughs> and really you know, show coach that you understand what they mean? And if not, then they'll know that you're definitely wrong <laughs> and they'll be able to work with you, right? But if you don't try either because you're not comfortable risking being embarrassed or whatever, or risking some failure, then you really never get too much forward progress. So I think that really matters. Um, feel the feedback. So coach, is this right? And by feel the feedback, uh, what I mean by that is feel the difference between the way you used to do it and the way you're doing it now. If they can feel the difference, then they're really, really on to something. Um, I like that. Yeah. Once um, again, we're getting a little alliterative there. Am I yeah. right up my alley? Yes. Like Feel that. the feedback. Feel the feedback, right? And, you know, the difference between what they're doing. Oh, this is what goofy foot, back, uh, foot feels like. This is what regular foot feels like. The other day I had my team do goofy foot approaches and they could not do it. Yeah. Their normal approach is just too locked in. So I'm like, we got to be able to learn. And so we got to be able to feel the difference. Anyways, um, the other thing, awkwardness should be expected when they're learning. And this is... Fine. In fact, it, it means that they've entered training territory where they're really trying to train themselves now. And um, that awkwardness is something we should actually kind of be glad and sort of wear as a badge of honor on ourselves because it's kind of like lifting heavier weight. You're stretching. You're stretching. You're stretching yourself, right? Um, and it just means you may be able to do the change and stay with it. Um, finally, two more things. I got one more yeah, thing on that one. In. Yeah. And that is uh, in that feedback, I'm, I'm into a verbal response. Oh, I like that. And not a nod or no yes. response, right? right? You give somebody feedback like, hey, let's drop, you know, let's drop that right shoulder. And they just look at you like you're talking, you know, Swahili or something, right. like or another not language. Even talking, yeah. Right, and you go, wait a minute, did you hear that? Did right. you hear it, right? <laughs> Or they just they nod their head or something. And right. It's like, hey, we're a communication game. It's like, right. I'll let me try it. Or okay, right. what is this? I, I think that response and that engagement with the feedback is is big. So it's a really good but, point. You know, I tell them that hey, uh, you know, no response is an F, right? right. A nod right. is a C, right? Okay. And then you okay. get into some words, and now we're starting to get into B and A, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Like How that. does this look, Coach? Am I doing it right? That's right. like, oh, this person is engaged. I like that. Yes, that's a really that's a really cool one. Okay, next two. I think you should teach them about the idea of automaticity. And Ooh, I you think said you weren't a scientist, but now you're going <laughs> big science. You're going uh, some 
some, some big words on me. <laughs> I did get my degree in psychology, but that's <laughs> not why I think you should include it. I think you should include it just because there is something you're shooting for that goes beyond just doing reps when you're doing reps, right? What you're doing for. So explain what you mean by. You better uh, so, say it again. Okay. I'll, I'm going to hack it up even trying to so say it. So automaticity. Automaticity. Okay. Yes. Automaticity is where things become automatic for you. Okay. Right. And the example I give. What to do you need to know about it? Well, so what you need to know about is it, it's this sort of, it's this process that happens naturally when you do things. And so you need to encourage your players that, look, the more we do these good behaviors, the more they will become automatic. And you won't have to think about them anymore. And we will be able to move on to further. So things. when I go in my wife's car now, because my car has a push button. Okay. And her car has a key. Yes. yes. And so I go in her car and I start pushing a button. <laughs> yes. Is that absolutely. automaticity? That's a, uh, automaticity okay. for okay. sure. And the example I like to give to people is, uh, and this is not for the younger kids, obviously, but have you ever driven home and then gotten home and be like, I have no memory of even getting here, <laughs> but I, but I totally drove here. Right. It's become an automatic skill. No, no, you know, learner's permit driver should be thinking that. Right. right? But that, I think by showing them the idea of automaticity, reps go beyond just being reps and they go into something a little bit richer, which is this feeling that of, of ownership. I have it when I have another term that I think I've used for it is that is that in con unconscious competence. Yes. Right. Yes. It's like you're, they're doing approaches and they're not thinking about, you know, my 11s have to be like, oh, right, left, right, left. Right. And but the 18s are doing approach. Yes. They're, they're not. They don't need to think about it. They're just doing it. Like you said, you try to get them to do the goof and they couldn't do it. <laughs> right. Because yeah. they Absolutely. have some of that automaticity. Cool. Absolutely. And then finally, I think you should tell them that there will be stress and hard things involved with getting good. I just really think that. You, Everyone believes that it's this easy thing to get good at volleyball. And it's like, oh, it's an easy game. You know, it, it's, it is, and it's not, it's a simple game in some ways, but it's not an easy game, especially at the highest levels. And there's so many good players and so many good coaches coaching them these days that there will be hard things that they have to do if they want to be successful. And I think by just telling them that let's when lets them when they go through the fire, feel okay about going through the fire. It's a little bit more expected. Um, you might even say, hey, this is one of those times we just lost, lost a rough yeah. one. And, you know, I think we've talked about this before yeah. too. I'm going to throw something in there. And that is our game is a game of errors. Yes. And, you know, we're fighting gravity. We're trying to keep the ball off the floor. Gravity's relentless. <laughs> but gravity's going to win. Right. Gravity's going to win. The ball's going to hit the floor. And that's why points don't last for 20 minutes, right. you know. Uh, so with that, and there's a referee blowing a whistle when they're competing and you make a mistake, whistle blows, ball stops. Everybody looks at you when you make a turnover in basketball or soccer or something, ball goes the other way. People aren't looking yeah. at you, but right. in volleyball, the, the play stops. Yeah. That's why we have huddles and all those things. But, uh, you know, getting them to understand the nature of our game, I think, and that's all part of it. Is, is big. Absolutely. And, I, you know, the last thing I'll say is I wouldn't teach him all this in one day. You know, oh, I would, no, I would break this is it up in right. little pieces. But beginning here of the year, getting yeah. little bits in all the time and then having some rituals that you do that reinforce those all the time are big. And it just lets them also know what you care about as well. So, anyways, cool stuff. So, you're up. Scenario. You're up on the scenario. Okay. It's before our first club tournament. 
what should be on my checklist? Okay. I All like right. This. My okay. 11s are getting ready to, uh, our 11s are getting ready to uh, play this weekend. Yes. And what are the things we're doing? Uh, we talked about this uh, before, the idea of a, a pre, pre-game warm-up, pre-match warm-up. What's that going to be? Can you run through it in practice so it's there's some comfort there when they get there, and that's okay. not a source of stress? Uh, so what are those things you're doing? Okay. Uh, whatever it is, whatever your warm-up is, can you go through it times. before? Okay. Uh, you know me. I'm a huge huddle guy. Yes. And we practiced yesterday. We practiced our huddle with our 11s, and, and we put the scoreboard at 23 to 6, and we played it out going, hey, I want the huddles to be exactly the same on both sides. And then we turn, flip the score the other way. The other team was winning 23 to six. We did it again. So can the huddles be consistent? Win, lose, can no, you can't tell if you're winning or losing. You I get in the that. huddle, do the same thing every time. I love that. Um, this is more of a coach thing, having a sub plan. And this is something that, uh, you, know, I'm, you know, I'm uh, working with Sid mm-hmm. and talking to her. We have 12 kids, they're 11s. They all have a little different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, we want them to develop. We want to play. We're trying to win. How do we balance all those things? And how do we have a sub plan? And rather than uh, just, you know, shooting from the hip, we right. talked about the problems with that. So having a sub plan. Now, real quick, with the 11s, would you share the sub plan with the 11s? Yeah, we want to share it with them. Okay. okay. Yeah, cool. share it with them. And whatever that is. Right. Um, I don't I like Pearl Harboring kids. Right. I don't like surprises. You know, right. you tell them, hey, you got to be ready to go in all the time. But Hey, this is our general plan. Now, some things could change. Of course, somebody could have a bad day. Somebody get injured. All these things could happen. But this is kind of what we're looking at. Okay. We're looking at you, you know, and, you know, we might go back row, front row with you in this or something. And, you know, you're a setter, so you're going to play six rotations and at least one of the sets to start or whatever, whatever those things are. We have a plan okay. um, and everybody's included in that plan. I like it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Revealing the lineup to the team at the beginning of matches. This is something I kind of got into it with Katie a little bit with the high school year. She was going, oh, we'll have regular lineup. And I'm all, no, we never, we don't have a regular lineup. This might be the lineup that we start every single match, but we have subs and everything, and everybody deserves the right to know that, hey, this is what we're starting with this game. Okay. And we're always, I put it on a piece of paper, and I always orient it like it's oriented to the court. Okay. And I always have the numbers there. And it always, they look at it and they go, hey, here's the numbers. Here's where we're starting. Well, and I would add, that's not just for the 11s. My high school team, I did not know, didn't know that I could just call out row one, row two, row three. They couldn't do it. I just, I had to do what you right. just said. Well, right. It's not I just for 11s. Yep. Yeah, I want to see it. See it. Uh, making substitute, how to run to the line, how to make a sub. What does that look like? And once again, we have 11s. They don't know how to do it. Right. Right. So getting in front of the 10 foot line, getting there quickly, giving a high five to the person who's going in, not coming out crying, going, why are you taking me out? Right. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, this is a, kind of a little different one. How to watch from the bench. Oh, I like so you're that. on the bench. Um, can you predict where the ball is going to be served oh, from either okay. server? That's can cool. you predict where the ball is going to be attacked? Okay. Can you predict, nice. is it going to be at hard or is it going to be dinged? Yes. And can like you that. kind of challenge the person next to you to kind of guess and go, little, what's going on? A little game. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. Who is, where is the ball going to be set? Yes. Okay. That's awesome. 
So I like that. Uh, doing lines and working the table. Okay. Uh, you know, the idea of doing lines, I think, and just teaching people, hey, you track the ball until it gets five feet from the floor and then get your eyes on the line. Okay. And then give the call and keep your eyes on the line. The, the closer it is to the end of the game, the more controversial, just stare there and give the call. <laughs> just keep your head down. Don't make eye contact with anybody, but teaching them how to do that. Well, and the attitude about sharing responsibility too. Right. Yep. Like they're going to have to ref. It's a third of the yep. job. So I think yep. that's a good one too. Uh, timeouts. How are you going to handle timeouts? You right. Practice eye contact. Okay. You practice coming in and going out. How does that look? Uh, are you keeping stats and what's the role of your assistant coach? Okay. That's something you can work out before you go there. And then finally, post tourney. Uh, we've talked about this before. I'm big in having a kind of global picture post tourney where we share uh examples of our values everybody gets a chance to catch one of their teammates <clears throat> doing something that fans wouldn't see I like so that. we're not pointing out uh you know great kills we're pointing out hey this person when i may when i you know served a ball in the net at 15 all they were the first one to come up to me and go hey we gotta get to the next point we'll be okay yes. here we go and it's just that little stuff there that we're reading so I would say that little stuff is kind of like multipliers too. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. Versus well, pointing out a big kill. Well, right. Well, everybody understands who has the big kill, right? right. And that's the things the fans know, right? But if, if we're worried about our culture, and that's, I mean, not worried about it. If, we're, if we want a great culture, we got to work on it. And it's a great time to do that. I love it. Could I add one? Oh, thought? yeah. I, there might be more. Uh, once again, this my, I don't think my list is complete. Well, I, first of all, I, lo I love it, right? And And... I think you also condensed it because one thing you can, there can be too many things on yep. your list, right? So yep. you got like 10 and you got three matches, four matches. You can probably get that done, but 50, it's probably gonna yep. be too much. But what I'd say is uh, how are you going to use the stats in your match is probably an important thing for them to tell because a lot of them want to see their stats, maybe even as they come off the court. Yep. I'm talking to older kids and I don't know the 11th no no we keep stats yeah. on a high school team okay. and we don't have we don't want our kids looking at them right yeah right. that's what i'm saying you, yeah so it, how is that how are you that? dealing with that yes. yeah no i think that's big i think that's an interesting one so yeah cool right Good stuff. that's a great list okay. all right so, you have the videos i'm on the videos and the videos we have this week are from michael sapachi head coach at north park university okay, the first one it's a better alternative to hitting lines for your warm-up. Okay, so these are all focused on that that get ready and play. Cool. Kind of okay. Thing. So what does he do? So it's a couple of different it's a couple of different things. So I think people should check it out. It's it's mostly kind of play. Okay. Okay, play related. But yep. um it's like if you have the court, do you need to just do hitting lines? Everyone yep. that's all anyone ever does, but could we do something different and there are other alternatives that might be better? Next, um, this is called quality control drill to warm up with intention. This is Mike Seeley, former coach from UCLA. That's a really cool uh, video about uh, what he calls quality control, where they're just passing and setting. They're just doing it with pristine quality. And he thinks that's a great way to get warmed up and get started. Um, and then finally, coach Joe Segula, he used to be for North Carolina. And it's a multiple skill warm up drill for groups of three. I like the idea of groups of three better than two because you get much more variety of different angles at okay. the ball coming towards yep. you. So those are the videos. They'll be on the show notes. Um, so feel free to check it out. All right. You're on the resource. The resource is a very short video. Uh, and it is uh, 
an inspirational video. And I think that uh, getting kind of, especially as the season goes on, not usually early on, early on, we're pretty volleyball focused, but as the season wears on, I like surprising the team and using little inspirational videos or sometimes humorous videos or one way we do it. This is a three minute video called your life in jelly beans. Oh man. And I, I, I know what'd you think of it? Cause you saw it, it for the first time. Me. Oh, it you start crying, start tearing up, me. start tearing up. It's I tough. Know. It's, it's tough. It's good stuff, but it's cool. It's yes. cool. So it will be in the show notes as well. Absolutely. Uh, once again, uh, thanks so much. Yeah, well feel, done. Feel free to check us out on Instagram at AOC.TheVolleyPod. All and right. We're getting Twitter. ready to head to Tampa, oh, Davis. We're, we're getting ready. Tampa. You're right. I think that's our next one is we'll NCAA. be uh, coming from Tampa. The last four teams. And we'll be out there for the convention. We'll be doing a pod on Friday, getting to see all those great teams, getting to see a bunch of great uh, teaching from other coaches out there. So I think our pod's going to drop a little later that week, right? Okay. Yes, absolutely. It will not okay. be our typical Thursday night drop. We're going to drop it. A little bit later that week and we will okay, probably that. be friday night probably. or saturday yeah, yeah saturday yeah because and we'll, we'll announce uh, that i think friday night is when we're doing the pod there exactly yes absolutely and it's gonna be super fun we're looking forward to good it good stuff my yeah. friend it sounds good have a good one bye bye